Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zone Blitz. As always, I'm Vince Miller, joined by my co-host Ashton Overholt. Ashton, it was a good week six. What did you think about it? Yeah, very interesting entertainment. I mean, from yeah. start to finish, we say that every week. I think, yeah, I don't, I, I pretty much have the same rant every week. Is that these games were super good, and there's always games you that you don't see coming that are end up being excellent. Yeah, I mean, it's college football. It's just kind of baked into it, and this is why we love college football. One of the reasons. But the 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 A and M Alabama game had all of it, man. Yes. That was just and, and the ending, and we'll get to more of that in a bit. But like, like what a capper for that. That game has really popped for the second year in a row. Just been mm-hmm. yeah, can't you just you have to watch. You can't take your eyes off. Absolutely. Well, that's the headliner. Let's just start there. Alabama beat Texas A and M twenty four to twenty. Bryce Young and Max Johnson both missing this game, and Alabama you know, they missed a couple field goals. They had three turnovers, I believe. Yeah. Um, A&M had a chance last play of the game, incomplete pass. Um, that's skipping a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what were your takeaways from this game or, or what, what did you think about whatever? Yeah. All the different, wh- wherever you want to take it. I mean, there's a lot of places to go with this game. You could go so many different places, but Will Anderson lived in the A&M backfield. He yeah. lived there. Like he didn't have sacks. He, like it wasn't an impressive stat line, but he's still good at football. Man, Yes. Spoiler alert. Will Anderson can play. They like the running attack for AM needed to be better. You like Haynes yeah. King was half Haynes King almost threw the ball 50 times. And that kind of tells you like if you would have you're not surprised. You're not surprised that he tried to throw the ball 46 times and then they, they lost. Like that was always going to happen. Now it got super close. That game was yeah, super like they they should have won that game. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But the I think the inability of AM to run the ball and having to rely on Haynes King so much was kind of the story maybe for me. And then maybe on the flip side, Alabama was able to run the ball. Alabama mm-hmm. ran the crap out of the ball. Like they, like Jameer Gibbs is a stud. Like that guy can just go. Um, yeah. And you had Jalen Milrow in and I think I even said in the preview last week that I didn't see much of a drop off for offense. I was wrong. Like I missed on that. Like Milrow was good. He's not, Bryce Young. I mean, right. and that that was that was evident. A and M was able to really key in on certain like like there's certain third downs that like weren't really ever going to go well for Alabama. Some third and mediums, third and longs. That and that's where that's where A and M could really like jump on us in that last that last drive, the last stop that A and M had was was a great example for that. A couple of fumbles like kept A and M in it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I don't know. It was it was weird. Like we'll talk about the play call at the, the goal line play call here in a little bit. Like there's plenty to talk about there, but what did you see? Like I was impressed with Alabama in this game. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. have been kind of piling on Alabama um, a little bit saying that, you know, this wasn't a super impressive win. Is there, A&M has a really good roster and they were jacked up to play that game. You had a backup quarterback and you were able to find another way to win. Mm-hmm. I think that's really impressive. Yeah, I think it is. I, <laughs> to me it feels a little bit I'm not sure how to say this it, it almost feels a little bit like I don't know that I learned that much about these schools going forward yeah I might have learned a little bit um no. I do feel like this this shows us like this is what A&M 
Like they could compete at this level. Sure. And and they just they don't normally bring it like they did that that day. This and, makes the, yeah. the app state loss look so much worse. That yes. was at home. Like you didn't have the quarterback injuries. You didn't have like you were you had way more confidence. You had the crowd on your side. That made made yeah. makes the app state loss just like like what was what was even happening there? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I do think that if Bryce Young is in this game, like they might cover. <laughs> like Okay. <laughs> it, it'd be close. Yeah. Like I, sure. I do think that Alabama was clearly the better team. I know they yeah. were both missing their starting quarterback, but there's a much bigger drop off, I think, from Bryce Young to Jalen Milrow than there is for AM's quarterbacks. Um Yeah. Yeah, I do like you 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 kind of nailed it. I mean, Alabama was over five yards per carry, AM mm-hmm. was under three. Yeah. Um yeah, it was a minor miracle, in my opinion, that they were that close. Like Will Reichard, <laughs> who's been Mr. Consistency, like missed two Right. relatively chip shot field goals for him at least and yeah, yeah like so it should yeah you you could say that it should have been a 10 point game at the end um yeah i don't know let's talk about the last play because well first of all did you feel like a&m was going to score on that last play you get a you get a play one play from the two yard line three seconds left did you feel like they were going to score no, no, not really. I, I don't really know what I felt. So so they used their best play early. And this is the best, like, it, it was pretty much a two-point conversion. Like, they were mm-hmm. at the two-and-a-half-yard line, had a chance to go in to win, three seconds left. It was essentially a two-point conversion. And they had used their best, the best play, the best two-point conversion play ever created, in my opinion, <laughs> is the play where you roll to the right and the little tight end sneaks yep. way out to all by himself and he was all by himself in the whole works every time it never fails and i don't understand why more people don't run it but so they had already used that one so I, like that like your best bullet was gone and now you're looking for you know option two three like like where are you trying to turn but man that that just wasn't it the the, the three the he wasn't even gonna it wasn't gonna be a touchdown even if he caught it yeah. he wasn't even in the end zone and then the quarterback just gave him no chance evan stewart by the way is a stud yes like, we're not we're not just trying to diss Evan Stewart. He went absolutely off in this game. Moss to dude. And it was just terrific catches. Moose Muhammad, yes. not bad either. No, no, not at all. I was impressed with their wideouts. I was like, dude, they have weapons. I I just couldn't. I don't understand it. Help me understand why. Of There needs to be some motion. There needs to be yes. some, at, at least a stacked bunch of receivers on one side. You at least need to set like two or three receivers on one side and try to rub run like, like a rub route or, yes. or some, something to, to pick a defender off because you knew it was going to be tight press man coverage on the outside. Like yeah. that was always going to be what Alabama was going to run there. I did hear something about somebody thought maybe the play was set up for the other side of the field where they did have trips, I believe. Okay. And, and Alabama showed a good look against it. Um, I don't know if that's actually what happened or not, but I do feel like you, you have to come up with something better in that situation. You mentioned the rub route. That's, I mean, run it like dare the refs to throw that flag um right right or at least throw the ball like if you're not going to do something like that where it's a shorter throw and and you have a bit of a interference if you will like yeah throw the ball into the end zone at least like do something like that that's that's a really difficult throw like all the way out on the sideline yeah give you if you're going to run that little curl route run it from the slot where he's (laughs) where he actually goes about five yards and then comes back 
but that yeah that was just not it i i know i know we're amateurs like we're not actual play callers but sure. actual play callers hated it too like okay. no <laughs> nobody liked that play call just saying there was, there was no pre-snap motion which i think you have to have you need pre-snap motion is to, underused anyway i no agree yeah. i i just i can't understand like yeah it, it'll never make sense to me why they did that yeah even a little bit of motion gets the defender's eyes in a different place, slows his reactions, even if it's just by a little bit. That's all you're looking for is just a sliver. And, yeah, it was well covered, to be fair, by Alabama. Sure. I didn't think it was really interference. I thought it was just really good physical coverage by Terry and Arnold there in the mm-hmm. corner. So, yeah, no issue there. Just, yeah, it would have been really cool. It would have been really cool had they punched that in and won. I just – yeah, it would have been really neat. I was rooting for that to happen. It got close, man. This is this is it's all we really wanted out of this game. Was it like mm-hmm. that's all you can really ask for is a you know one play to win the game from the two yard line. That's all all you can really ask for, especially if you're AM. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I AM is probably gonna be eight and four this year. Yeah. Like all they're that said, they're yeah. probably gonna be eight and four. That's if they do well. I mean, seven and five is I mean that's likely like they could also go seven and five. So mm-hmm. yeah, you just like looking at the rest of their schedule. It's the sec West, man. There's not many easy games on there. Uh, and they still have, they still have a few left. So, well, yeah, let's run through luck. it. Just so they have a bye this week. Then they play South Carolina. That's a win. They yeah. play, they play Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they play Florida. They can probably beat Florida. They got Maybe. Auburn. That's a win. Yeah. They got UMass. That's a win. And then they got LSU. So it is the SEC West, but I do think that Ole Miss and LSU are pretty clearly the two toughest ones, and I could I could see them winning out. I would bet against it, but it does feel like this is an eight and four team yet again. Yeah, there's a lot of teams on their remaining schedule that are worse than App State. I mean, sorry, that are better than App State. So sure. <laughs> and and A and M lost Fair. to them at home as well. So yeah, no, I I just I think eight and four is probably likely, and that's that's going to be that's going to be interesting. There is I and there was. A&M, A&M fans were going through it this past week leading up to the game. Um, I heard, um, yeah, there was one guy. You know, I think the, the buyout is famously like $90 million, just something just yeah. astronomical, like $87 million is the buyout for Jimbo's contract. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, you know, a hitman's quite a bit cheaper um, <laughs> yes, than, than, than the buyout. It's like, hey, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like that. I like, where, I like where his head's at. We can just, things are going well. Things are going well there in, in, um, in A&M right now. Okay, let's move on to another game that we were high on, but it didn't quite live up to the hype. Mississippi State 40, Arkansas 17. No KJ Jefferson in this game for Arkansas. They played a couple of different quarterbacks. None of it really seemed to work. Um, no. I would say, like, they still did, their defense did, did give up 40 points. Um, some of that is probably just on the inability of the offense to keep the ball for a long period of time. Sure. But, yeah, I, we've talked, it's been kind of a known thing for a while now that Arkansas secondary is a little weak this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mississippi state is really good at throwing the ball. So those are <laughs> a strength and weakness that don't go well together. Any yeah. major takeaways from this, or is it basically as simple as KJ Jefferson was hurt? KJ Jefferson was hurt, but Arkansas who is kind of famous for getting sacks and getting after the quarterback had zero in this game yeah and against mississippi state and against that offense and against that quarterback will rogers has been really good if you have zero sacks against that guy he's going to absolutely carve you up you give leach all the time in the world to figure out what he wants to do and he's not scared he wasn't Mm -hmm. yeah he he wasn't worried about anything so yeah i mississippi state is a really good football team like they're just a really good football team 
I I like what they do. I mean, I, I'm convinced that they're going to have a game or two yet where Mike Leach does what Leach does, and that's just not show up for a game that yeah. they're supposed to. It already happened, the LSU game. It, Mississippi no, State is better than LSU. That's right. That's right. Five and one, though, for Mississippi State. Arkansas falls to three and three. Arkansas has had three tough losses in a row, man. These yeah. these have been just gut punches, and they go to Provo uh, to play the BYU this week. So not getting easier for them. Right. But yeah, it's yeah, you're right. It didn't live up, did not live up to the expectation. I thought it was going to be a phenomenal game. Yeah. Okay, another blowout in the SEC that we can't blame quarterback injuries on. Tennessee 40, LSU 13. This was an absolute boat racing. Um, yeah. Tennessee looks pretty legit. Their offense was playing well, but the surprise actually was their defense played well as well. Yeah, they got after the quarterback really well. Um, Jaden Daniels was he he hadn't throw the ball 45 times. That's not going to be his strength. LSU is not going to be good when he's having to throw the ball that much. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't run the ball. So that just shows you that Tennessee completely dominated up front. I, I will say it in some ways, you'd, you'd rather them look a little less impressive against LSU <laughs> because Tennessee has to go home and then Alabama comes to their place this next week. So, yeah, I, it'd be nice if they could still be kind of flying under the radar a little bit. But, yeah, this was – it was a really impressive um, just all-around performance. They dominated this game. Like, they were absolutely mm-hmm. the better team. The score wasn't even really as – like, it was actually – the game wasn't even as close as the score. Look, no. made it look at the end. So, 40-13 to 13 was the final, and it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, LSU is actually 4-2. and two. This, isn't, this isn't devastating for LSU. They're fine. They're going to be okay. I think it was more just showing everyone that Tennessee's legit. They're really, really good. They are really good. If you look at their schedule, obviously they have to play Alabama and Georgia, but I don't think there's another game where they're not a clear favorite. Yeah. Um, so what about LSU looking at it from their side? Um, they are four and two, like you mentioned. And we already mentioned that we feel like they probably should have lost to Mississippi state. They sure. did not though. Like that win still counts. Right. Um, I just want to look, look at their, future schedule we'll talk about the florida game and they play ole miss they play alabama they play arkansas they play uab and texas a&m yeah. it's a tough schedule down the stretch what what do you think just today on on october 10th um, without putting more than four seconds of thought into it what do you think their final record will be yeah i'm probably eight and four okay. like i actually think eight and four is pretty seven and five you could I think for me, seven and five is about the worst that it goes. Um, I think this week against Florida is a huge game for them. They mm-hmm. go to the swamp, play Florida. For me, LSU and Florida are kind of two programs in about the same spot. Like they've both, they've, yeah, first year head coaches. It's starting out. It's a little, little rough and sometimes, sometimes, but they have promise too. Like they're showing flashes of being really good. So yeah, I, I think this is it's going to be a really big matchup for for both schools, LSU and Florida, um, this week. So and I think that their season kind of hinges on this game yeah. a little bit because yeah, I, they're not going to beat Alabama. I, I don't think they're going to beat Alabama. They probably won't beat Old Miss. The other games on there, Arkansas and A and M, are like they're winnable games, but they're not going to be just huge favorites in those games. So right. they have a lot of coin flip games left, and I think they'll mm-hmm. win some. I think they'll lose some. I think the Florida game is kind of where it hinges on this week for LSU. I agree. Honestly, if they if they find a way to lose to Florida, 
then you're starting to get worried, honestly, just about making a bowl. Um, they have the mm -hmm. UAB game, which they should beat UAB, but they're not bad. Mm -hmm. um, and and they have a bunch. They have a few other games that they can win, but they're probably underdog in. So yeah, yeah. Um, I know for LSU, like you didn't hire Brian Kelly to be awesome in year one, but it would be nice to make a bowl game and get those fifteen extra practices. So <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. I think they will. Like I really yeah. believe that they will. I think they actually have a chance to sneak up on Ole Miss. Like mm -hmm. I think Ole Miss. I think they have a really decent possibility of sneaking up and and surprising Ole Miss in two weeks. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so, something to keep your eye I think LSU will be fine. Sure. Okay. Let's see. Okay. TCU 38, Kansas 31. This yeah. was a fun matchup. It was very – like, we, there was just playmakers making plays the whole game. Jalen yeah. Daniels went out with an injury, but his backup, Jason Bean, came in through four touchdowns. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think – TCU is legit. Um, we saw their receiver, Quentin Johnston, just go off. Um, we talked about him a little bit in the preseason. And he finally had, like, that great game that we were waiting on. Kansas, though, like, they are legit. I, I don't think that they're, – they're legit for what we thought they were as far – like, I think they're probably a top 25 team. Like, it's borderline, but, I, but they're, they're, they were not a fraudulent team. Is that fair to say? Yeah, maybe not fraudulent. I I don't think they're I okay. They're not excellent. Like they're not no, the class. No. They're not the class of the Big Twelve. Right. There's a there's a reason why Oklahoma's favored over them. Like like does yeah. that make sense? Oklahoma got absolutely crunched this past week. Absolutely crunched, and Oklahoma's a favorite against Kansas this week. Seven points. And yeah. That made like I think that's fairly accurate. Kansas is is they've no they've way exceeded ex preseason yes. expectations. I mean, completely blown those expectations. Doubled their win the total. Yeah, already. <laughs> it's it's in, yeah, second week of October, and they've, they've they're like, five wins already. That's massive. It would have taken some other coaches there a couple of years to get five wins, and they did it here in just six, seven weeks. So, yeah, no, that's it's awesome for them. It's, you for me, I, I don't think I'd put them in the top 25. I don't. There's okay. a lot of love. Everyone's trying to, yeah. Oh, they're undefeated. We have to put them in the, you know, to the top ten. They might as well go in the top ten. No, like let's not let's not be funny here. It's still Kansas. They don't have much talent there. They don't like that's they they have some they have some decent players, but there's not much depth. So yeah, right, let's just wait until let's just see how the rest of the season plays out. They have a lot of tough games left. They have um yeah Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State. Texas, Texas Tech, and Kansas State still left. Yeah. So you're right. They they won some games, but those teams weren't that good. Those yeah. teams were not that great that they beat. So they let's, can let's just give it some time. They can lose every game remaining on their schedule. I think there's a like they have yeah. a slight chance against all of those teams as well. Like, and that's yeah. something for Texas. I mean for Kansas. Like that that means something that they actually have a chance to win all those games. Right. TCU. Let's talk about them a little bit. Are they the favorites in the Big Twelve or at least? The, Favorites to make the Big 12 title game? I mean, it's it's Texas, Oklahoma State, TCU. You still have, you know, maybe a Baylor finds a way or like whatever. Like uh, probably yeah. not. Yeah, I would I would lean probably TCU or Texas. I don't I, I guess you could say Oklahoma State. I mean, TCU does play Oklahoma State this week. Yes. And, and we'll find out a lot. We'll find out a, yeah, a, a lot about both of these schools then. Texas is really good, man. I, I would yeah. probably lean Texas over TCU. 
Um, but yeah. Hey, what a start for TCU though, too. Like we talk about yeah. some of like these new regimes and some of them just click. They just mm-hmm. get right in and like in year one, year two, like for Hypo at, at, at Tennessee, it's year two. It starts to really click in and just goes. So yeah, like that's awesome. That's awesome for TCU. They've yeah, once proud program kind of fallen on some hard times, kind of getting it back to where where they should be. Yeah, their offensive coordinator Garrett Riley really doing a great job. Maybe maybe Oklahoma <laughs> could hire him. <laughs> <laughs> too much water under the bridge there. No, no, too much. They don't. I don't think there. There's given the way Oklahoma's played the last couple of weeks. I don't think the attitude has gotten better for Lincoln <laughs> Riley uh, or any Riley. Yeah. In, oh in norman oklahoma that was ugly well yeah let's talk about it texas beats oklahoma 49 to 0 and the reason it wasn't worse is because time ran out um texas just absolutely demolished them now we should mention of course dylan gabriel was out for oklahoma (laughs) so that would have made it what 49 to 21 (laughs) yeah texas was far and away the better team here they just looked there was there was nothing oklahoma could do like this says something clearly about both teams. Let's start with Texas. How good is Texas? Because we it wasn't long ago we saw them losing to Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, after right. they had almost beaten Alabama with their backup quarterback. <sighs> They're pretty good, if, right? <laughs> I'll say this. If if Quinn Ewers had never gotten hurt, Texas is probably 6-0 and right now. Yeah. Like, there's a really good chance they're 6-0. and Quinn Ewers is he's the man like he is he's the dude. so good and yeah I we can t- I will, and we'll like we have to talk about Texas first for me this game was probably more about Oklahoma than Texas even though I was really impressed with like just the the all-around performance from them like yeah t- yeah Texas was they it was so dominant it was I just you I wonder where that performance was against Texas Tech because even with a backup quarterback in that game texas they they've shown you how much talent they have look at the running back look at their even their receivers the defense was flying around mm-hmm. yeah i like yeah i don't have much to say like oklahoma had 39 yards passing two interceptions <laughs> like that's incredible that your defense mm-hmm. is 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 going off like that so yeah they, they texas should be six and oh like i i think they're 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 a really good team they're legitimate for me, I would probably give them the nod as the best team in the Big 12 right now. Like mm-hmm. if, yeah, and there's a lot of games out there to play still. But if if Ewer stays healthy, I I would I would be confident with that. Yeah, this did show us a little bit what their ceiling looks like when they're clean. Yes, yes, and it's very high. Yeah, <laughs> their <laughs> no, floor no should be a bit higher too. But it's yeah, it's it's a work in progress, I guess. Oklahoma side Oklahoma? of things, yeah. yeah. Like, go ahead. Yeah. The defense, man. We have to like Brent Venables is a defensive dude. He always has been. Every Clemson defense, even if they weren't as talented as some of the other defenses that they were compared to or went up against or played against, that at least Venables defense, they they fought. Like they would come out and they like you knew that it was going to be a hundred percent effort. He coached with a hundred percent effort. It was like he was losing his mind sometimes on the sideline. They looked, compl- I, it was awful. Like they've in the last three games, they've given up almost fifty points in each of those games. Yeah, almost fifty. This isn't the old Big Twelve. This is like TCU put up fifty-five, Kansas State put up fifty-one, and Texas put up forty-nine. Those are their last three football games. 
I don't have much else for you. Like Kansas State does not have a juggernaut of an offense. We've no. seen that in recent weeks. TCU's offense is good, but they're not 55 points good. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. If something, something went drastically wrong between, between uh, weeks, what, three and four, I guess. And yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Is this is not a good look? Like he had such a great start, Venables did. Yeah. At his first three weeks, they look like a playoff team. Yeah. And like this team, like they might make a bowl. They might make a bowl game. Right. It's crazy. I. Yeah, we really thought early on that things were just making so much sense with their team. You had Jeff Levy running the offense. That's right. Um, and it's just collapsed. And and you're probably right to zero in on the defense because. I mean, Alex Grinch had this defense playing better than this. Right. And we don't right. like Alex Grinch. No, no, I know. Jeff Lebby we like, but it's been rough <laughs> sledding the last couple of weeks. And today, I, it's unacceptable for Oklahoma to score zero points, even if their starting quarterback is out. There's just no yeah. way that can happen. Um, the, the best thing they had going for them was a little bit of wildcat action. And every time it started working for a couple first downs, they would move out of it. <laughs> you see the nice little jump pass that they did, too. Oh, they pulled off a sweet little jump oh, pass. Oh, it was so bad. Directly to the linebacker. No, oh, that, yeah. the offense, you can't throw for 39 yards with two with two picks. No touchdowns, obviously. They got shut out. 39 yeah. yards passing. Can't do it. Cannot do no. it. But even if you had zero yards passing and you didn't attempt a pass all game long and you just ran the ball, they should still at least be able to put up a touchdown. They should. Yep. Oklahoma has too much talent not to. They should have scored points. They should have like they should have been able to, yeah, get a touchdown or two just simply running the ball and they didn't. And that's concerning. Like that means that some some people are quitting. It feels like on that team yeah. right now. All right, let's talk about some happier things. UCLA beat Utah 42 to 32. UCLA 6 and 0. They are humming along right now. Utah known for their play up front, of course, but UCLA seemed like they kind of won the battle in the trenches and they put up 42 points. DTR is playing as well as we've ever seen them play. Yeah. I mean, what do you take away from this game? What, what did you see in this game that stuck out to you? Yeah, I think the ability for Charbonnet to run for 200 yes. <laughs> yards against a really good Utah front seven, mm-hmm. like Utah, Utah's physical and Utah is going to try to stop the run and they're going to try to run the ball. They, they ran the ball. Okay. They, they did. It was okay. But I mean, they were far outrushed by UCLA. That was, that was impressive. I DTR and we've kind of been fans of his, I think for a little while, like DTR, like he has, or I have been, sorry, sure. I won't lump, I won't lump you in there too. I have been a fan of his. I've been up on down, up and down on him over the years. Well, just like he's played, by the way, up and then down. But yeah. <laughs> this has been it's been consistent. It's yeah. been yeah, this was a, a classic game where he would have just a stinker. And he mm-hmm. didn't. Like he was he showed up and he really he took care of the ball. Well, they didn't throw the ball just a ton, but he still threw for almost three hundred and four touchdowns. He he's a he's a player too. Like if, if you watch the game, he's fired up. He's always jawing at the other team, which I kinda like and I kinda don't. Like, yeah, I'd like him to play maybe a little bit of a better defense and then try to jaw at them. But yeah, no, it's hey, I'm not sure who the best team in Los Angeles is right now, but there's no guarantee that it's USC. Right. Like, I think that last game, UCLA, USC, I think it will be very interesting. Absolutely. And DTR I'll just pointed out, like, he's kind of known for his running game. He has 231 yep. rushing yards this year. It's nothing spectacular, but his passing this year, 75% completions. 
15 Huge. touchdowns to two interceptions, 9.3 yards per attempt. Those are really mm. good numbers. If he continues to play like that, and I should have I should have started with Zach Charbonnet. I mean, you you mentioned him. Props to you. 198 yards in this game, nine yards per carry. Huge. Yeah. You're not going to beat UCLA too often with those two guys clicking like that. They're they're a very dangerous team right now. They give UCLA gives you games like this where you you remember how good Chip Kelly was at Oregon mm-hmm. and what that rushing attack was and that offense was mm-hmm. and how how cool it was. Yeah. Like and what a genius that that Kelly can be. So yeah, I, I hope they stay consistent. I yeah, even if they lose some games, I want them to keep that same that same energy. Like I, I'm, yep. I'm a fan of the way they play. It's really cool. Yep. Okay. Another PAC 12 matchup, Arizona state beats Washington 45 to 38 Washington. The beginning of the year was unbeatable and they've, they've really kind of slid the last couple of weeks, Arizona state. Like this is a little bit shocking, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, like where you fire your coach and suddenly you're a little bit better. Yeah. Like, is, is that what you mean? Yeah, no, I, it's um, when when there's when you have assistant coaches giving out information to the opposing team, which is at least what was rumored to happen at Arizona State. Yeah, it seems like it could only go up for there, only go up from there. But this was a this was a big win for them. They're mm-hmm. two and four now. Um, I think because we had a big argument in in the in the preseason about whether they would hit their over or under, and I <laughs> like it's going to be close, man. Their next two yeah. games are Stanford and Colorado. Like those are very winnable games, <laughs> and I think they have Arizona yet too. So yeah, I, I like them. They're hey, it's competitive. All you can ask from a team that's kind of it's a lost season for for the Sun sure. Devils. It's a lost season. You can just ask for players to be competitive and to fight and to to show. Yeah, just you're looking for something for the future. Is all is all you're looking for. You're looking for um, just some some competition there. And yeah, this is a really big win. And on the Washington side of it, this was rough. Like, yeah, Washington was looking so good just a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and the back-to-back losses have been, yeah, this this was one you can't have. Yeah, it's their their offense. I think is still fine, um, but their defense needs some work. Clearly, mm-hmm. um, yeah. All right, Ohio State beats Michigan State forty-nine to twenty. Was definitely not that close. Um, mm-hmm. I believe they scored touchdowns on seven of their first eight possessions, and the other one was yeah. a pick six. All right. Also, like they're doing all this this year without Jackson Smith at Jigba. Mm-hmm. Um, what so you- <laughs> Emeka Abuka had 143. Marvin Harrison Jr. had 131. These are receiving yards. Yeah, with three touchdowns, correct? Yeah, yeah, correct. Four touchdowns between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Julian Fleming. We, I, I hate that we, we, we just kind of leave Fleming. Yeah. Like he doesn't get included in any of these conversations, even though he's a pretty good receiver. 81 yards, another touchdown. Yeah. Travion Henderson had nice game, almost ran. Well, he ran for 118, another touchdown. CJ Stroud, six touchdowns. The offense is the offense is good. Confirmed. The offense is good for the Ohio State Buckeyes. They're going to be a tough out for anybody. The the defense, I, I didn't get to watch much of their defense. I, I did see that Michigan State just completely abandoned running the football, like completely abandoned for the second year in a row. Like they're going to try to go throw, throw for throw with Ohio State. I just, I, I will never understand that strategy. You can't make me understand that strategy. You have to do well, it. They averaged 0.3 yards per carry. 
No, I know, but you ha- you have to do something else. Like you you have yeah. to go and and try to try to get some some even some screens. Like some like yeah. they're not actual running plays, but it's pretty much an extension of the running game where you're throwing either wide receiver screens or like a like a little running back screen, tight ends. You have you have to do something. You have to do something to try to slow the clock down, especially in the first half. You can't let Ohio State come out and put 35 points on your defense in the first half. It's not going to be competitive. Like you have no chance. Yeah. Is Ohio State the best team in the country right now? Uh, right now, yeah, I think I think yes. I I don't know if they have the ceiling as some of the other teams do. I mm-hmm. I think when Alabama's right, Alabama has the highest ceiling in the country for me. Yeah. Um. But right now, yeah. Oh, um. Ohio State is they're the healthiest, which helps a lot. Even though you're missing mm-hmm. Smith and Jigba, but I mean, yeah, running backs, quarterbacks. You have four other really good receivers. You're fine. So yeah, and the defense is the defense is improved. We'll say it's improved right. over last year. So yep, yeah. Right now for me, you. How about you? I think so. Uh, kind of the way you answered it. Right now, yes, I think they're the best team. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean I would necessarily pick them to beat Alabama or Georgia at the end of the year, but right now they look like a like a train just rolling yep. along. They do. Okay. Notre Dame beats BYU 28 to 20. The Catholics are victorious against the Mormons in Sin City. Um, no. Pretty good game. Did you get any eyes on this one? As I'm sure you were watching Alabama AM all evening. But. Yeah, I, I was able to, to watch a bit of it. You have to tune in at least for a little bit for the uniforms. The uniforms yeah. were, were a little crazy in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't watch it. I'm sure you watched pretty much every play. I was not yes. able to watch quite as in depth. Yeah, I mean, I think Vegas, again, just smarter than the rest of us. No one would have, if, if you're just, you hadn't, if you didn't know what the line was and that Notre Dame was favored by three, you would say like, ah, BYU by touchdown. I mean, Notre Dame's lost to Marshall <laughs> this year. Like, is Notre Dame that good? Yeah, like, yeah, Vegas knows, Vegas knows more than us. And, and they, they sniffed this one out. Notre Dame was the favorite. Notre Dame won. Notre Dame covered even though I probably, I didn't bet on the game, but if I would have, I probably would have put money on BYU. So yeah, it's, it's um, a, a credit to Vegas. How'd you feel like just as a Notre Dame fan, how'd, how'd the game go for you? It actually went about like I expected. I, I did expect Notre Dame to cover by a little bit. They were up 25 to six at one point in the second half yeah. there. Both of their lines were controlling the game. Yeah. Um, the running backs were playing well, all three of them. They actually, they, Michael Mayer was shattering records in this game. Um, yes, yes, he was, he was. He was just a beast. And they they finally got some decent receiver play. Lorenzo Styles and Jaden Thomas had some big plays. Um, yeah, I feel like maybe the most underrated thing about Notre Dame so far this year is Drew Pine is balling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's he started out four for nine against Cal in his first start. And like his sure. teammates said, like he was nervous. Like, like you don't normally hear people literally call out their quarterback like that. But he, he was nervous and clearly was playing like trash his first start. Since, <laughs> since he started four for nine against Cal in a little over two and a half games, he is completing 77% of his passes. Um, he has one interception. It was a tip ball at the line of scrimmage um, that happened to go right to a BYU defender. Um, he he's going through progressions. Now it helps when you have 19 seconds to throw it because their offensive line is playing very well right now. Yeah. Um, Contrary to what we saw against Ohio state and Marshall, like it, it's almost like they flipped a switch. It's so weird. Um, 
Yeah, I think if Notre Dame played Marshall right now, they would probably win by 21 points. Sure. Um, All you really need to know in this game is the total yardage. Notre Dame had almost 500, and BYU had 280. So you almost doubled yeah. them from a yardage standpoint. Yeah, it's the game was actually not as close as the score would indicate. No, it was not. Yeah, I, I would say that Notre Dame is they're, – they're kind of rounding into what I thought they would be before the season started. Okay. I think if they continue to improve, continue to kind of get on this go on this trajectory, like they actually have a chance against Clemson and USC. Yeah, um, probably aren't going yeah. ten and two because that would mean winning both of those games. But I do think that nine and three is more likely than seven and five. Um, yeah, no, agreed. I think if their offensive line was playing as well against Ohio State as they are now, like it, it was yeah. probably is what we were expecting. Like they could have won that game. Yeah, exactly. All right, NC State beat Florida State 19-17. to Kind of a weird, fluky game, if you will. Just a lot of weirdness. I don't know. Is there a better way to describe it at all? Maybe you didn't get to watch much of this. Watched very little. I watched very little of this one. And, yeah, I I think there were – how many missed field goals were they? Was, was there – no, no, this was the punt returns, right? Yeah, there, there wasn't the missed field goals. This was – like they had the – I think Florida State had a like a fake – punt return where they were able to go get like 50 yards off, off of like a like a um like a neat little trick play that they had set up that was about all i really saw from this game mm-hmm. um like yeah how about you do you get to watch much not a whole lot devin leary got hurt in the second half and they refused to pass the ball when he after he got hurt like i think right. that they had two other passes attempted and they completed one of them for negative five yards. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, and they, they run the ball too much, even with Devin Leary. I know. So I know. <laughs> it's they're like pit. They've, they've regressed as an offense. Yeah. I don't know that there's just a ton to take away from this, from this game. It's weird. We're, we're halfway through the season and I still feel like we don't have a great handle on who NC state is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, some yeah. of the other scores, I'll just run through them. Oklahoma State beat Texas Tech 41 to 31. That one was tight for a while. Yeah. Georgia beat Auburn 42 to 10. Any quick thoughts on that as the Georgia fan here? Uh, no, I think it was it was needed. That was a, a much needed blowout for Georgia after not looking good in back-to-back weeks. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that Georgia is a good football team and yeah, it's it was confirmed again. Yeah. North Carolina beat Miami 27 to 24. I think they're probably in the driver's seat for that division. Um, Miami is definitely still a year or two away. Like I think Mario Cristobal needs to continue to recruit because they're missing some things there. (laughs) South Carolina beat Kentucky 24 to 14 without Will Levis. Um, Anything to take away from that result or is it just as simple as Kentucky had no Will Levis? (laughs) Well, yeah, it it shows – how maybe how much he covers for them on offense. Yeah. Like South Carolina, South Carolina doesn't have very good defense. He only put up 14 points against mm-hmm. a, a not very good defense. So yeah, it will Levis covers that team. Yeah. Kansas state beat Iowa state 10 to nine in an absolute rock fight. Um, I hope no one had to watch too much of that. Um, <laughs> Iowa state, they get in these on the regular, don't they? They're kind of like, like Iowa, honestly. Yeah, I know. I know. Hang on. Hang on. I do want to look at this. So they beat Iowa 10 to 7. They lost to Kansas 14 to 11. And now they <laughs> lost to Kansas State 10 to 9. 
So yeah, just some absolute fist fights that they get into. Maybe we should be looking at Iowa State unders now. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Okay, I think that's about it for week six. Just a quick recap on our locks. Kind of a mediocre week um, for both of us. Ashton, you went one and two. You're now eleven and ten on the yeah. on the year. Mm-hmm. Um, any comment on it? I just feel like Vegas is sort of figuring this out. Yeah, it's they've they've caught up to us, and we always knew they would. Yeah. Um, the goal is to get a really big lead in week. Yeah, one, two, and three, and then just kind of hang on for the rest of the year, pretty yeah. much. If you really want to make money, I think like season win totals, like over unders, is the way to go. Like before the year yes. starts, and just kind of avoid any of the week to week betting because Vegas adjusts better than the rest of us do They're Yeah. The, the mm-hmm. value that they're able to find, I think is incredible. So yeah, I, I'm, we, I'm going to, we're going to continue. I mean, both me and you, we're going to continue to try to slog it out and see what we can do. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the money is to be made early on for sure. I had an okay week. It was a bit frustrating. I went four and three. Um, I was, my three losses were by a total of two and a half points. Um, I had Michigan minus 21 and a half and they won by 21. Yeah, I had NC State by three, they won by two, and I had Kansas State by two, and they won by one. So that's how it goes sometimes. That's how Vegas makes their money. That's um, right. That's Every right. point matters, man. Every that's point. That's right. Okay, let's move on to week seven. Um, starts Thursday night. We got Baylor at West Virginia, three to three and a half point favorite. This feels like it's kind of a mid, mid tier to bottom tier almost, possibly. Um, Big 12 game, but mm. like this game does matter. Like West Virginia is still like, they want to make a bowl game Baylor. Like they're still kind of scratching and clawing their way in the big 12 title race. Like most likely they're not going to win it, but yeah. Anything interest you about this game? I mean, I'm, I'm again, JT Daniels fan. So I'm tuning in just to watch him probably. But mm-hmm. Baylor really needs this one. Like Baylor was, yeah. they were, I mean, Big 12 champs just a year ago. And if you lose this one, you go to three and three in a very cloudy Big 12, like just as a conference. And yeah, they still have a, the problem is the Big 12, they, they kind of backloaded all of their really good games. So like, yeah, like there's a, a lot of really good games, like the last three weeks of the year, like November is the month for all the Big 12 teams. So yeah, not the end of the world, but I mean, it feels like it's almost a game that they that they really really need if they're going to kind of keep their keep their status as an upper tier Big Twelve team. They they need to take care of business um, this Thursday. Sure. All right, Saturday we have Auburn at Ole Miss. Ole Miss a fourteen and a half or fifteen point favorite. Um, yeah. Brian Harson is still a Auburn coach. Is we're not sure why. We're, we're not, not sure why. why, but yeah, he is still there. Um. Ole Miss is another team where I sort of feel like I don't know. I, I don't feel like I have quite a firm grasp on who they are yet this year. Okay. Um, maybe you feel like you do. No, no, I don't. Like they're six and zero, right? And yeah. they'll they could probably be eight and zero, or at least seven and zero, like in the first first number of weeks. So, mm-hmm. but they haven't really beat anyone good. Like the best, their best win is Kentucky from from a week ago. But then Kentucky goes and loses to South Carolina and doesn't look very good doing it. So, yeah, other than that, like, I mean, you could say their best win was Georgia Tech, maybe, I guess. And that's not, yeah, that's not a very impressive win either. So, yeah, they're they're undefeated. We'll give them that. Yeah. But not, I, 
Ole Miss is not a top 10 football team. Like I'm, I'm going to die on that hill. I don't think Ole Miss is a top 10 football team, maybe top 20. You could talk me into top 20. I'm not sold that there's, that there's only nine teams better than them. I, you couldn't convince me of that. Sure. Okay. Iowa state is at Texas, Texas looking like world beaters, um, 16 and a half point favorites here. Any reason to tune in for, for this one at all? Cause it does feel like Iowa state, like they're that team that just uglies everything up. <laughs> No, that's that's exactly right. Like that's and that's kind of who they've been a bit under Matt Campbell. Like they'll sneak up and get people that they're not supposed to get. Mm-hmm. And Texas coming off of the one of the biggest wins Texas has had in years. Like Iowa State has all kinds of upset potential this weekend. Yeah. All kinds of it. Sure. Okay, Kansas at Oklahoma. Oklahoma is seven or seven and a half point favorite. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, it tells you a little bit about what Vegas still thinks about Kansas and, and Oklahoma. Like, I, I don't know. Do you, <laughs> what do you think about this game? Because would anything shock you at this point? No, 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 absolutely <laughs> not. Zero things. Um, how, how long is Dylan Gabriel out? Does anyone know? Like, like when is he coming back? Because for, for one, the offense was tragic without him. Right. And, right. and that's obvious. The defense wasn't very good, and Kansas can kind of score points. Yeah. So, like, this it feels like like Vegas knows something we don't here again with this line because Oklahoma favored by seven and a half. Like, what Oklahoma team are you watching? <laughs> I haven't been watching this football team. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not betting on it. I'm, I'm assuming you're not going to either. But it feels like they're aware of things that we are not aware of. Yeah, I know what you mean. They meaning Vegas, by the way. Right, exactly. Okay, Minnesota at Illinois. Minnesota is six and a half point favorite. I include this one because it's just like this is a sneaky like Big Ten West championship potential here. Oh, it is. Oh, oh it absolutely is. Hey, these teams are a combined nine and two. Okay, like yeah. Illinois. Illinois is ranked. Illinois is ranked in the AP poll number twenty four. Let's go. They're a home dog, by the way, to the Golden Gophers from Minnesota. I'm all over this game. I will be watching this game. This one's going to be awesome. Is Illinois any good? Probably not. But are we going to bet on them? We probably will because they are a six and a half point home dog. I love everything about it. That line is skyrocketing too, by the way. So you might just sit there and wait. You could probably get seven here in a little bit. But yeah, I I like Illinois, man. I like the fighting Illini. Let's go. All right. I don't have strong feelings in this game. I could see about anything happen. I thought I knew who Minnesota was a little less sure now than I was before. Um, Yeah, yeah, this is a sneaky, sneaky big game. One game that's not sneaky big, it's just big, is Penn State at Michigan. Michigan a six and a half or seven point favorite. Um, Both teams undefeated. Also, both teams haven't really played much of a schedule to this point. Penn State did have to go to Auburn, but we kind of know that Auburn is trash. Not that good, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you feel like, I, I think the line makes sense. Is that fair to say that said, do you feel, do you feel strongly one way or the other about where this ends up? No, n- not on the line. Like I just kind of leaving it alone. Mm-hmm. Michigan's the better football team and would win this game like seven times out of 10 probably, but Penn state has. Yeah. Like I, I like what Penn state does when they run the football. I think that's, like that's when they're really, really good. Clifford is, he's a game manager. That's what Sean, it's kind of what he always has been. Like he's never been just, just a Brit, like just a, a playmaker. Um, yeah. yeah. I, 
it's at Michigan, which like that, I'd feel way better if it was in Happy Valley. Um, a game just, I mean, going to be a great game, by the way. Mm-hmm. Just something to tune into. I'm not betting on it, though. Sure. I actually think that this line makes complete sense to me. I'm not betting yeah. it either. I, I do think that, like, I wouldn't be shocked at all if we got an outright Penn State win. Um, yeah. Sure. Every year we make assumptions that things will go kind of like they went last year. And that's a little bit of what it feels like with Michigan this year. And it might. It very much might. They, it does feel like they haven't been quite themselves the last couple of weeks. Maybe it's just because they're bored. <laughs> um, but, but like, it wouldn't shock me at all if we get Penn State beating Michigan out right here. Um, either way, yeah, I'll be watching it, not, not touching it. I'll be just purely enjoying this one with nothing riding on it. Penn State, by the way, when they do get to play Ohio State, that game will be at home, probably mm-hmm. a whiteout game for Penn State. If they can have their running attack – just humming like it was when I watched them when they played Auburn. Like I think Penn state can give Ohio state all kinds of troubles. I really do. I think that that's what that'll set up. Well, you get into an environment where the crowd's making a difference to keep the crowd engaged. Suddenly the communication's not there for Ohio state. Ohio state has really good, really talented receivers, but they're not experienced. And yeah, I, I like, I think Penn state, if they can beat Michigan, if they do beat Michigan, Penn State could win the Big Ten East. Like I, th- I, they're they're a playoff contender if they beat Michigan. Right. Yeah. Okay. Arkansas is at BYU, one and a half point favorite. I just saw this morning that KJ Jefferson has been cleared mm-hmm. um, for that game, or maybe I saw this afternoon. I'm sorry. Whatever. Um, semantics. Arkansas at BYU. Like that's an interesting matchup. They have to go all the way out to BYU. What are you looking for in this game? If, if KJ Jefferson's back, I think Arkansas is a better football team than BYU. I think they're, they're, they're both very similar teams, run-first style, mobile quarterback that can throw the ball well, but the mobile quarterback's at his best when he's running and getting outside the pocket and making plays that way. I think, I think BYU does it with Jaron Hall very well. I think KJ is just a little bit of a better version of that right now, um, and I think Arkansas is a better football team like than BYU as a whole, but they're, they're, they're very similar. Like, like you're neither there. It's there. This is going to be a very close game. I think it'll be very close, very competitive. They're both very physical and they're, I think fairly disciplined. Like Arkansas doesn't cover the pass well, but they don't really commit penalties. So Mm. like, I think they're fairly clean in the way that they play. So, and that's with both of the, both of these teams, they're both. um, Yeah. I, I I think they're both well coached. I think you could say that both, both programs are well coached. Um, it's yeah, I, I really like both these teams, man. Like I love like these are both darlings for me. So I yeah, I would love um if we could just tie and both both teams, <laughs> both teams could not lose. But someone will, and I, I'm gonna think I think it's gonna probably be BYU that loses. The the things I'm looking for is so so Jaron Hall um didn't play great against Notre Dame. Yes. I actually think I almost think that BYU is actually better when he's passing well. Mm-hmm. Um as opposed to him running a lot, because I do think he has improved a lot as a passer. Mm-hmm. He didn't throw great against Notre Dame, but Arkansas has a weak secondary from what yeah, we've seen this year. Yeah, they do. I'm, I'm interested in that matchup, and then I'm also interested in the Arkansas offensive line versus BYU defensive line matchup. I do think that Arkansas is clearly better. Notre Dame ran for over 200 yards against BYU, and I think Arkansas will do the same. 
Okay. The question yeah. is, will Jaron Hall be able to throw the ball to well enough to kind of close that gap, if you will? He's thrown for almost 1,600 yards, 14 touchdowns, two picks. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many programs, big-time college football programs, that would love that production, that stat line from your quarterback. I think he's the real deal. I'm a fan of his. Sure. All right, NC State is at Syracuse. Syracuse is a three, three-and-a-half, or four-point favorite. Syracuse is ranked and feels kind of legit. NC State, we sort of don't know who they are. Does it make sense to you that Syracuse is favored? <laughs> no, no. Are you kidding? <laughs> well, absolutely none. Um, are you betting on this one? Can I just know? Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. I, I don't have it like written down as absolutely am going to make it one of my locks, but like it's it's in the back of my mind. Just because it doesn't really make sense to me. Like, this would make perfect sense to me if, if the line was flipped. Yeah. No, and it should be. Like, like the wrong team's favorite here. It, the, the, what's the health situation for Devin Leary right now? You mentioned, you mentioned, like, and we, maybe we won't know, but, like, NC State, they run the ball way too much as it is. We talked about how we don't like how they, they call plays on offense for NC State. And mm-hmm. if he's out, it like they could just become a shell of themselves on offense to where, yeah, you feel suddenly you feel a lot better for Syracuse. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's that's awesome for Syracuse that they're there. Like we had kind of written them off as a program the last couple of years, five and oh. Yeah, they have their their tough games are still coming like they still have to play NC State then Clemson then Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. They have to play Wake Forest yet too, Florida State there's losses coming. It's kind of like Kansas. It's a really good story. It's a really good story. It's cool that, you know, you get to be in the top 25 and all. They're not one of the top 25 teams in the nation, um, but they're undefeated and we have to act like they are for a little while. So it, it does look like um, NC state is listing Devin Leary as QB one, but okay. we, don't, we don't actually know if that means he's playing or not. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. So they're, they're, we won't know either. This line makes sense to me if he's out. Like, I'll say that. So I'm probably going to stay away from it just because there is that chance that he's not playing. And I did not like what I saw from them after he went out. So, yeah. Oklahoma State is at TCU. This this is a huge game, actually. Yes. Um, TCU, a three and a half point favorite at home. Feels like it would would be basically be a toss up on a neutral field. I think the winner probably goes to the Big 12 championship game. (laughs) probably they have um a huge leg up no doubt you would be six and oh standing at the just at the at the top of the big 12 um i I don't have a direction that i'm leading i i do think it's interesting that tcu three and a half point favorite at home which means that they probably would be favored by what like a point at a neutral site you know what i'm saying like that feels a little weird um yeah, I like what's what's your what's your indication? I don't have a leaning on this. I just it's it's so both of these teams we don't know much about. Max Duggan's great for TCU. Mm-hmm. Sanders has been he's 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 had a really good year this year. He's mm-hmm. he's experienced, but we don't know. Like like we 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 haven't seen them win big games repeatedly. Like it's been yeah, yeah it's 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 strange, especially with Oklahoma State. You're not really sure how they're good. Like you're, they're really good. You just have no idea how. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a lean either. This is the, this is a perfect example of the type of game. You do not ruin your Saturday by picking a side and, and just yes. 
and just hoping that it works out. Like you just watch this game and enjoy it because it's going to be fun. Like you're going mm-hmm. to see some playmaking. I think you're going to see good quarterback play on both sides of the ball. You're going to see pretty good coaching. Yeah, it's just going to be a fun matchup. Who knows what happens? Anything could happen. Don't don't bet on it. Just the the lowest the lowest point total TCU has put up all year is 38. Wow. The lowest point total Oklahoma State has put up all year is 34. And both of those teams have put up over 55 multiple wow. times. So yeah, like I think, yeah, it's both they they they've reached 60. Oh my goodness, I didn't even see that. Yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma State's had 63 points. So this is maybe a little bit of a throwback to old school Big 12. Yeah. Just all kinds of points. What's the over-under? I wonder the over-under 68, 68 and a half. So yeah, what we're looking like, what, 31 to 35, something like that. Right. Yeah, is is kind of what they're thinking. It could be higher. This this could be it could be a shootout, like kind of what we're what we're used to seeing in the Big 12. That that would be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Okay, maybe the biggest game of the day, the third Saturday in October, Alabama is at Tennessee. Two undefeated teams. Tennessee a seven or sorry, Alabama a seven to seven and a half point favorite here. Yeah. Um this game is going to be crazy, right? Like the place is going to be bouncing. We don't know if Bryce Young is going to play or not. And I feel like this line, it will be purely decided on whether or not he plays, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, agree. I, I I agree. I think I made the mistake last week of thinking that you just put in Jalen Milrow and it's going to be fine against Texas A&M. Tennessee's offense is legitimate. Yes. And if Alabama doesn't have Bryce Young in their going throw for throw with Hen and Hooker, I think Tennessee's a better football team right now. I'm just yeah. going to go ahead and say that. I think Tennessee's playing better right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I, I, I have a, we have to be really watching Bryce Young and it's Alabama. Like they're going to sprinkle some pixie dust on that guy. Do you remember, do you remember <laughs> in 2019 how quickly Tua, recovered from his injuries he had a surgery and just a couple of weeks later that that man was out there playing and playing well so yes Bryce Young will play in this game he will play well in this game that does not mean that Alabama is going to win I think these are two really good football teams um as a Georgia fan I don't know who to root for I'm not (laughs) used to this rivalry being any good we still have to play Tennessee in the regular season and then if we win the east we'll play Alabama so yeah, like I guess I'm just rooting for injuries. I guess I don't know what to root for here, but I think it's going to be really good. Must watch TV. This place will be electric. Like Knoxville, this is in Knoxville, the first big time game they've had there in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have to watch. Have to watch it. Do you have a play on this game at all? Just staying away from it. I don't know Bryce's health. Like I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Hen and Hooker hasn't thrown a pick this year at zero zero interceptions. Stud stud absolute stud muffin i their defensive line plays well if they could get pressure like suddenly it's mm-hmm. anyone's ball game we say all that vegas has alabama's a seven and a half point favorite like it feels like alabama's the side it feels like alabama's the side um yeah at least if you're paying attention to what vegas is saying so no i, I don't i'm just maybe a slight bama lean yeah just because of experience, coaching, I guess. You have Hypel versus Saban, and I'm gonna I don't bet against Saban. I'm too smart. I've learned that lesson. 
I'm putting this in the same category as Oklahoma State TCU game. I'm not betting on this at all. I'm just going to watch it and enjoy it. There and I'm not a Georgia fan, so I don't hate both of these teams. So I get to literally just enjoy it. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like it. All right. Wisconsin is at Michigan State. I, I include this. Basically, it's a helmet matchup. Um, nothing <laughs> nothing major here. Yeah. Wisconsin, a seven or seven and a half point favorite. Both of these teams have underperformed. I, Wisconsin obviously has fired their coach. Michigan State probably wishes they could have that option. <laughs> okay. Let's not go that far that early. Goodness. No. Take yeah. it easy. It's going to be fine. For, they're fine. They're two and four. If they win this game, they're three and four. They're they're okay. They're going to be all right. Yeah, they're not going to win this game. <laughs> no, probably not. Right. <laughs> all right. LSU is at Florida. Florida, two and a half or three point favorite. Big rivalry matchup here. Kind of feel like I don't know what to expect from these teams. Either one. Like anything. This anything could happen in this game. Probably the winner will be ranked and probably will be overvalued next week and probably the loser will be undervalued next week no agree uh, i said in kind of in the lead up from last week that this is there there are two programs almost in the same spot um mm-hmm. really talented programs have a ton of just talented players on the roster and a first-year head coach that's trying to figure things out at a new place yep. so I, I trust Kelly more than Napier, which is probably why I'm leaning LSU in this game, even though Florida is a favorite. I would lean LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I it's it's a huge game for, for both teams. They're both four and two. They're not bad. Like we're mm-hmm. we're kind of we talk kind of down on Florida and LSU, like they're not good teams, but they've shown both of those programs have shown something that like they're on they're on the right track. Like the the trajectory is good for both of these rosters. Um, yeah, I it's don't I'd, I'd be leaning LSU to to at least cover. I'm maybe a slight LSU lean uh, for mm-hmm. me. Okay. Mississippi State is at Kentucky. They are a seven point favorite. I don't know that I've heard anything about Will Levis. To me, this line feels about right if Will Levis actually plays because I do think that Mississippi State is pretty significantly better than Kentucky if mm-hmm. if they don't have Will Levis. Is that a fair way of looking at it? Yes, maybe even if they do have him. Yeah, <laughs> Mississippi State's a really good team. Um, yeah, Mississippi State's a really good football team. I'm tempted to take Kentucky on this because the line is seven, and like I think Levis will probably play. And Stoops, Stoops is he's consistent, and Leach is not consistent. And coming off of yeah. a really big win for Mississippi State, you could easily see them fall flat. <laughs> so, yeah, I. No, Mississippi State is the better football team. Does that mean they'll win? They're maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what to think here. Um, all of the things you said, we don't know what Mississippi State will get. We don't know if Will Levis is playing or not. Um, but no. I do think this game will probably be worth, you know, just checking out during commercials at least. <laughs> Clemson is at Florida State, a three-and-a-half or four-point favorite. Um <laughs> well, I, that doesn't make sense to me. Does it make sense to you? The I've heard that a lot of like Vegas betters are all over Florida State on this one. Interesting. Yeah, I'm just saying. I there's such a thing as a line being suspicious, mm-hmm. and usually when it's suspicious, it's suspiciously low. That usually means you want to be on that side. So, yeah, I I would say Florida State probably the play here. Um, home game for them in Tallahassee. I no, I know it, it doesn't make sense just from what we've seen on the field. It doesn't like DJ's played really well the last couple of weeks. It's been looking good for Clemson. 
Florida State has been a little discombobulated, you could say, the last number of weeks. So, yeah, mm. I what Florida State back-to-back losses, I think, for them, maybe maybe we're just undervaluing the Seminoles just a little bit. Could be. I, uh, I'll probably mention this game later. I do think that Clemson is figuring it out. Like, they're still not – how often can we say the same thing? Like they're not last year's Clemson, but they're also not quite as good as they had been before. Yeah. They're they're a legit top ten team, maybe the fourth best team in the country, but it's a big drop off from three to four. Yeah, I mean, I would put Michigan ahead of Clemson today okay. if they were playing on a neutral field. I think I think Michigan could beat them. Penn State, I think, could beat them. Like for me, there's a couple of teams that could beat Clemson right now. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I like where you're at. That's, I have no, no huge issue with that. All right. Stanford at Notre Dame, Notre Dame, a 15 and a half, 16 and a half or 17 point favorite. There's a lot of variety here, depending where you look. Um, I mentioned this kind of just because it's, it's a rivalry game. Um, it's a night game. Uh, I'm not sure on that. Actually, uh, they may have changed that. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. No, um, it's I'm, seven, seven thirty. Yeah. Okay. It's at seven, it is seven. I'm going yeah. to this game. So I'll make sure I know by that point. Nice. There you go. (laughs) Yes. Um, Stanford clearly underperformed this year so far. Notre Dame seeming to figure it out. Three wins in a row after starting 0-2. Yeah. Um, Any upset potential here where where maybe Notre Dame, like, stumbles? No. No. I – Stanford's not a very, very good football team. They're really not. I think Notre Dame comes out and kind of road grades them in Mm -hmm. kind of old-school Notre Dame fashion. You mentioned offensive line playing better. They had 500 yards of offense against a pretty good BYU defense. BYU is at least physical. Um, if you can do that against them, you're going to run over Stanford. I like Notre Dame, like Notre Dame big. Yeah, I don't like betting on Notre Dame games, but I would be on Notre Dame smart. here. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. All right, USC is at Utah. This is a big game in the Pac-12. USC is the underdog here. Utah, a three or three and a half point favorite. Um. Is it fair to say like these, (laughs) we saw, we, we've seen what UCLA just did to Utah. Sure. But these are two of the four best teams in the PAC 12, at least Oregon's playing a lot better, right? Like winner here has a leg up on making it to the PAC 12 championship game. No doubt. No doubt. This is a huge game. And this is the one that we always circled that, that USC would have like a problem with Mm -hmm. was Utah just being physical and just deciding we're just going to run the ball. Like we're just going to run and run and run. And you're, we're not going to let your offense be on the field. Yeah. Um, and then Utah kind of got run over by UCLA last week. <laughs> and so now we're kind of rethinking. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm with you on, on all of that. I, the line is strange. I don't see Utah as a three and a half point favorite at all. Um, but Vegas does. I don't know. Where, where are, you, are you betting on this one? Let's go. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think if if we saw this line in the off season, we'd be all over Utah. Yes, no doubt. Um, I feel but if like... you saw it any time in the last six weeks, <laughs> like uh, USC can score points, man. You're right. I I I'm not exactly sure. I'm still processing this game. It it would make a little more sense to me. Um, if the line was flipped, but kind of like what you were just saying, like it's when, when you see a line like this, that's just overly suspicious, right? Maybe it's a clue. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's also just, Hey, here, take the easy money, but <laughs> I don't sure. know. Very seldom. Very seldom. Yeah. 
Okay, let's get into the five games to watch of the week. Um, okay. I'd be curious to see if we have agreement here. I think we might. Um, there's a bunch of good games. Like, this is a loaded week. Sure. To me, there were a clear five that stood out, though. What okay. are your five? So the number one game of the week to watch is Alabama-Tennessee. For all the reasons we talked about, can't yeah. even get into this game for like less than 350 bucks right now. <laughs> That's crazy for a regular season game. Number two is Penn State-Michigan. We think mm-hmm. the winner there is a playoff threat, like a legit threat to Ohio State to win the Big Ten East type. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, huge game there. Um, the noon kickoff on Fox, Michigan-Penn State. That's number two for me. Mm-hmm. Here's where it gets tricky. Um, I'm going to go with TCU, Oklahoma state mm-hmm. at three. And then, okay. So there's, there's some really, so some good games you have to leave off. There are I'm some really go, good ones. Yes. I'm going to go with USC, Utah at four. Mm-hmm. And then just hear me out, hear me out on this one. I'm going to finish up with Florida LSU simply okay. because I think that's a fascinating matchup. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be a, yeah, raucous crowd. It's going to be really neat. LSU and Florida, they've played, um, yeah, just some absolute classics over the years. I think this could potentially be one of them. Um, I know I, I missed, yeah, Mississippi State, Kentucky. I saw, I know I missed that one. There's there's some other good games that I left off the board. Do we have agreement there? Almost. The uh, first four we agree on, I went with Clemson, Florida State instead mm. of LSU, Florida. Just in case, like, the line says it's going to be close. And if it's close, I think it'll be a fun game. Um, I also think there's a very good chance that LSU Florida is the mo- more exciting game and just down to the wire ridiculousness. Like, I mean, look at, look at games we missed, even in the three thirty window, you have um, NC state Syracuse. Yeah. Um, that's number 15 verse 18, Arkansas and BYU. Yes. Um, also in the three thirty window that we left off. Kansas, yeah, Oklahoma. Think, <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, there's, there's some good games that we did not get to Wisconsin, Michigan state just a couple of weeks ago that actually looked like a good game. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't so much anymore, but yeah, no, there's, there's, a, there's a lot out there this week. It's, it's a loaded week. This is a huge week. There are some weeks we call sneaky good weeks. This is not a sneaky good week. It's just it's a just loaded good. week. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Do you, okay. Are we on to locks now? Yes. Let's go to the locks. What do you, what are you looking at for this week? What are your, uh, where are your edges? Okay. All right. I'm just going to throw this one out there. I already, I already told you guys what it is. So let's, let's just, let's go ahead. I like the fighting Illini as a home dog to cover against Minnesota, the Gophers. Yeah, I, that's, I, I don't, I don't have a lot of them. You know me, I have, my strategy is just to, is to not, not, not bet just a ton. I don't yeah. just spray the board out there, but that is one that I really like. So yeah, that's, that's one for me. I'm going to let you go ahead and go. Sure. And then I might go with another one or two, seeing yeah. how, what you're thinking as well. So I was just looking it up again. Uh, Unfortunately, the best we can get for you is six and a half on the on the line. I, um, I was hoping okay. I could find you a seven. Yeah, um, but yeah, that would be a huge huge deal. But I, I don't I don't hate it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how to feel about it. I'm I'm not jumping in that with you. The ones I was looking at, I'm I'm taking Clemson minus three and a half against Florida State. I just think that they're clearly a touchdown better at least than Florida State. Okay. Okay. I I, I think they're playing well. They're not they're not in just kick butt mode, but they're, they're touchdown better than Florida state. That's okay. my opinion. I like it. I'm taking Kansas plus seven and a half against Oklahoma. Oh yeah. I just think that they're going to score against that defense. I know. <laughs> uh, and maybe it will. Uh, so even if Dylan Gabriel comes back and is healthy, 
Oklahoma's still going to have to put up points because their defense is an absolute sieve right now. It is just trash. So, but but can it can it be bad again? Like like can you can you really give up fifty points four weeks in a row? Like is that possible? Like okay, at at what point in the forty nine to nothing blowout against your biggest rival in all of sports do you does your defense be like you know we really need to get better? Like we can't. This cannot happen. And it's Kansas, like it's Kansas and Oklahoma, man. Like I'm with you. I agree with you. And I'm close to close to pulling the trigger, but it's Oklahoma. And it feels like they have to rebound. <laughs> I, I know what you're saying, but it's not, it's not just a lack of effort. Like they were, they were lining up wrong. There was just yeah. blown coverages everywhere. And if there's anything we know about Kansas, like we don't know if they're necessarily a great team. They're not a great team. They are a very good offense. Yeah. And, yeah. and they will score against Oklahoma. I'm just saying like it. Okay. Yeah. If, if this line was six and a half, I'd be scared of it. It's seven and a half. It's over a touchdown. I wouldn't be shocked if Kansas won outright and they're going to score. So I'm taking Kansas plus seven and a half. Okay. All right. So that, is that just two for you? That's just two for me. I have a several more. Do, are you ready to jump on any more or you want me to keep going here? Keep going and then I'll finish up. All right, I'm taking Arkansas minus one and a half against BYU. I like that. KJ Jefferson is supposed to play this game. Otherwise, I would not be taking anything here. I think that Arkansas is going to win the battle in the line of scrimmage pretty solidly. I don't I don't know exactly how I feel about Arkansas versus Notre Dame right now, like just quality of team against quality of team. But I do think that Notre Dame, they beat BYU by eight, and I think they were they were actually better than that like I think they should have beaten them by more than that and Arkansas is probably in that same ballpark as Notre Dame I know it's at BYU mm-hmm. um but yeah it's one and a half points here um I think Arkansas is going to win and I, I think it'll be by field goal or more so okay okay and then my last one that I'm positive I'm taking is Wisconsin minus seven against Michigan State not a huge play of confidence in Wisconsin, although we did see them play pretty well after firing Paul Christ. Sure. This is more just fading Michigan State. <laughs> okay. I think Michigan State is terrible. So. <laughs> All right. I like that. Okay. Let me, I'm going to jump in with one more here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to join you on Kansas. Right. Seven and a half. We, me and you, we don't bet underdogs much at all we don't <laughs> but we're getting we're getting better at it we are getting better at betting some underdogs we have mm-hmm. lock agreement some of one of, this is rare for us we haven't agreed on almost anything this year we haven't lock fought of, but we also haven't agreed much yeah we yeah we haven't had a lock fight we did last year um but this is a lock agreement for me and you we were both on kansas that's number two do you have any 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 more for you i'm leaning hard towards taking usc here i <laughs> Talk me out of it. Why should I not take USC as an underdog against U- Utah? Because they get pounded up front. I mean, they really get gashed in the trenches. This is, I think Utah may be a little, I, I, I think they're, they're, they're begging for USC dollars because they've had this game, Vegas has had this game circled all offseason as this is just a terrible matchup for USC. Because mm-hmm. Utah is going to have a really good quarterback. They're going to, they should take care of the football. They're going to be able to run and they might be able to stop USC a couple of times, and they're going to keep Caleb, William, Caleb Williams off the field a lot. Mm-hmm. I, like, I think, I think it sets up well for him. It's in Salt Lake City. 
yeah, I'm staying away from it. I won't be pulling a trigger either way. I would, I would be on Utah if I would be on any side. Um, that's why you shouldn't do it. But tell me why you want to. I, I just feel like USC has played a lot better than Utah this year, and their no offense is going to score. You kind of almost talked me out of it. <laughs> um, you have to be confident. But be I have confident. been, I have been the guy that sprays the board this year. Yes. Um, it's worked out for me some weeks. I had one terrible week. <laughs> yeah yeah that's right but hey it hasn't been too bad it hasn't been too bad I've, i'm over 500 except for that one week where i was very much not over 500 um, right right so yeah i'm just gonna hold off i'm i'm trying to make up ground here i feel very confident about these four these four games right here i'm gonna try to go four no this week okay yeah. okay so so you're just holding with four and i current four. i currently only have Two. two is that right yeah. i only have yes okay because i have um kansas and then i'm on illinois why yes. i'm betting on kansas and illinois what <laughs> is life um i'm just gonna hold with just those two i'm gonna okay. hold with just those two i'm gonna put out two leans just for you guys out there um kentucky covering seven at home big home dog mm. um yeah mississippi state we've mentioned they're due for a leech game like they might be a better football team than Kentucky. That does not mean by any stretch of the imagination that they're seven points better than Kentucky. So mm. yeah, I, I would lean heavy that way. And then I agree with you on Wisconsin, Michigan state. I think Wisconsin is quite a bit better. I think Jim Leonard has, they're, they're at least going to play tough and yeah, Michigan state does not look very good um, yeah. <laughs> just in any way, shape or form right now. Can't run the ball or throw it. Yeah. Uh, if I was going to throw out any leans, like there's about four games where there's, there's a road underdog by about a field goal. And you could argue that all four of those teams are better than the home team. That's NC state at Syracuse, Oklahoma state at TCU, LSU at Florida, and then USC at, at Utah. Um, if I was truly spraying the board, I might just go ahead and take those four road dogs just because I think they're actually better than the home team. Um, but yeah, I'm going to stay away from all four of those as far as locks go. That's just a feeling I have. Okay. I like it. I like it. It's, it's about being in control, not just yes. not being. Yeah. It's all about being in control. not just throwing anything out there. Trying we're, to not, we're not trying to be degenerates here. That's right. We're not. Yeah. All right. Anything else we should talk about before we wrap this one up? Um, just, we could, we could just talk about how Brian Harson still has his job. I think that's interesting. It feels like it feels almost mean at this point. Like yeah. I'm kind of done with it. Like they're, they should just go ahead and move on. If that's really the direction they're going to go. Yeah. Like, I mean, they clearly want to, it's not working. I, I thought Auburn was going to actually going to be decent this year. They're three and three. It's not disaster for them, but Auburn's not very good. Like they don't have much, they don't have any weapons and their quarterbacks kind of all over the place, even though he has talent. I feel bad for Tank Bigsby. Like, I think Tank yeah. deserves better. He deserves to be an Alabama offense or, yeah, an Ohio State offense and just go off. Because I think he's a better running back than a lot of teams have. And, yeah, he's so underappreciated because he ends up there. So, yeah, I'm. other than that, that's about it. Just We just need to go ahead and get Brian Harson um, out of Auburn, Alabama. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy, but it's time to be done. It is. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great week, and God bless you all.